Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Guild Mateys, your favorite pirate podcast, with our three lovely adventurers in the midst of the Montaigne Revolution, which is like the French Revolution, but high fantasy, because John Wick <laughs> wanted this, <laughs> I suppose. Um, John Wick is a huge fan of the French Revolution and my, wanted to bring it into life, into his own game. So I, I guess I actually have yet to order the, the actual guidebook on how to play the French Revolution, so I'm just going off of the main book. Um are all of us are well i guess not me because i'm god in this universe but you three are in a burning hotel room reserved just for the nobles our favorite uh italian uh merchant prince has drawn his sword arthur is marching towards uh what looks to be two guards and the attendant from the bathhouse who's got a ton of throwing knives which will be pretty fun um her throwing knives aren't quite as cool looking as q's knife i forget the word for it that rob gave us not too long ago but anyway and it looks like we're about to start a fight of course uh you're all gonna have to decide about your own loyalties during a revolution trying to get the power away from the oppressive nobility class uh sinead and q and arthur you'll have to decide what you want to do it looks like we're starting with arthur going to rough them up because that's what he wants to do (laughs) Um, and I guess we're going to enter a combat scenario. So uh, we're going to start with Arthur. What's the plan, buddy? Uh, Okay, so we are in combat then? Are you calling it? Uh, If uh, you're walking towards them, all you got to do is throw a punch or take out your bow and use it at short range. Okay, uh, we're going to take a left turn from that. Arthur's going to... I'm going to spend a hero point and use um, Disarming Smile. Spend a hero point. What? <laughs> this is just fucking charm the whole crowd. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, I okay. Hey hold there, up. folks. Uh, I know you're interested in having a little revolution, but could we squeeze right past you? <laughs> Wait. Okay. Hold up. Everybody, hold the phone. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna look this up the rule book. There's gotta be limitations. You can't end the French Revolution with your smile. Well, oh. you can get out of the situation, surely. Yeah, I mean, we've got we're dealing with three people here, and two of them have pitchforks. I mean, I don't know that they're necessarily gonna have like the the gumption to deal with you know like a knight and like obviously trained combatants from like the higher classes. Like I don't know. Like it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to intimidate our way or like finagle it out of there. But you're the DM, so I mean, like. What what constitutes gumption? This is a, like a, a rise Listen, this of is the what proletariat. It says. I mean, I mean, like I don't, I, I don't know how successful you want to make it to be. I mean, I can still roll for it, I guess, but spend a hero point to keep another character from drawing a weapon, starting a fight, or resorting to violence. They will still defend themselves, but they will not start any violent conflicts. Ugh. 
this RPG will be the death of my plot. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so swaggy. I don't know. I had an ability I have. I'm the sorry the mechanics that, of the game we're playing are getting uh, in the way of the game we're playing. <laughs> that is, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start reading up on what you guys can do. Everyone send me your character sheets after this. <laughs> anyway, so Arthur, I guess, <laughs> looks right at the, the bathhouse attendant, flashes his pearly whites, and she puts her, she closes her jacket, which was bristling with throwing knives, and sheaths of anything she has out, and she will not initiate violence. But here's the thing. You didn't quite charm the two guards, so you're going to have to convince her to call off the guards. Uh, so we're only panache plus convince. Um, <clears throat> if you give me... You're still going to have to open the dialogue, which will slightly, like, the way I'm picturing this, interrupt your magical charm. So uh, if you roll a zero, if you get no raises at all, then she resumes combat. If you get at least one, then no progress. And I'll give you, if you get two raises, she calls off at least one of them. Uh, and if you give me three raises, she'll call off both of them. Okay, I need to do some rolling here, so just give me a second. <laughs> Don't forget, it's the start of the session, so you get a bonus die for rolling convince. If Sinead saw that Arthur smile, she definitely threw up in her mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I I did not prepare my dice very well, so they are just like I have to like pick out my d10s real quick. Not ready. <laughs> you have to keep your dice in a little sea salt not shaker ready. so you can just You're pour only them out. Using d10s, Rob. <laughs> oh, I know. You can flog me later for it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> you heard that, everybody at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> I meant in like a sailor punishment way, not like. Okay. I always try to be hot with rolling dice. It's sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Every time we hear the word flogging, I think of one of my favorite bands. You all ever heard Flogging Molly? No. Oh yeah, Flogging Molly. No. Hell yeah. I hear them play every time Sinead says or does anything. <laughs> Drunken lullabies? That's a banger. <laughs> and we find ourselves in the same old messing. Oh shoot, I don't want to get sued. Never mind. I don't think we're going to leave this part in. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Thirty minutes of Rob trying to find his damn dice. Also, I no, don't I think have my dice. Singing... I just have to roll ten of them because I'm crazy. Um... Jesus Christ! <laughs> you have ten dice. What's your panache, you son of a bitch? My panache is four. My convince is two, so that's six. And then I get one d10 extra because I'm wounded. And then I also get one because it's the start of a new session. So you're gonna have to deal with it. I'm sorry. Isn't that, Isn't that eight, eight dice? Isn't that eight? I said wait. Eight Six dice. plus two. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Dear God, am I the only one rolling dice right on this entire show? <laughs> well, I can only roll them oh, four no. at a time, and it's like I know which ones I'm rolling. I know. So. I'm oh. giving you a hard time. We don't know how to play this game. Neither does anybody else. <laughs> John Wick is the only. Yeah, the fact we we haven't been called out by anybody. Like Rob made it two sessions before somebody started to be like his misusing his breath weapon. We've made it like what five <laughs> and who is that who is the one calling everyone out constantly <laughs> it's me is it, oh, it is you. me okay. yeah oh okay well there were points where you didn't catch it okay well i mean i was the one who pointed it out <laughs> oh. was that, that was a fan oh my god <laughs> no it was me <laughs> i mean yeah i did get messages about how we were doing things wrong but we don't have to help people right, <laughs> right now <laughs> we get the past is in the past i love being rude to people is the thing 
Uh, okay, um, I got five raises. All right, so I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay, Rob, so you have the option. You can spend the fourth one to open up a possible romance option, I guess, because you have a ridiculous... <laughs> How do you get five raises? That's so many raises. That's ridiculous, but... Well, I got oh, an exploding 10, character. so I just, oh. like, I I rolled eight dice, and one of them was a 10, and then, you know, I just, dumb shit happens. So. I, I, <laughs> I always forget about exploding 10s, because that really does make a difference. Um, so you can spend one to open a possible romance option, the other one you can bank, or you can bank both of them. I assume you use all three to call all three of the guards off, or all three of the opponents off. Um, yeah, I'm going to bank the other two raises, because I'm not trying to, like, bang a French revolutionary right now. <laughs> Says um, you. I... <laughs> Q, I don't know if Cubes has a great chance. <laughs> Although that I'm would very be a, persuasive. That would be a great uh, side quest or, or fanfic. To, Is this a challenge? The forbidden, yeah, the forbidden romance between the leader of the revolutionary and the most pretentious French noble. Um, what the? Oh, there's no way I'm the most pretentious. The most pretentious within pretentious? this campaign. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what exactly do you say, with uh, Arthur? See, here's the problem, right? I have to say something pretty fucking good to, like, right. match this luck. So, like, I'm kind of not sure what to say. I was originally <laughs> just going to be like, hello, love. Or you, you can just make the best facial expression and they'll just fucking fall in line. <laughs> yes, all of our <laughs> listeners, imagine my facial expression. No, no vetoing. Uh, I'm, I'm two seconds of our log falling on hand right now. I want to see him suffer because he's... Supporting my campaign. Rob, you have to actually talk. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just got the giggles now, so. Uh, <laughs> so. All right, have at it. Okay, so Arthur is now in front of the rest of the party. Q is on the other side of the uh, revolutionaries. This is what Arthur does Arthur smiles and says this <clears throat> Pitchforks and a book. Well, I hate to inform you this, gents, but you're severely outmatched, even in a burning building in the middle of your own revolution. Behind me, I have a Vodachi expert swordsman trained by the best royal families in Vodachi. I am a knight of Avalon. If I wanted to, I could draw my bow and put two arrows between your eyes before you could even breathe. But I don't want violence, okay? I get it. You guys want better lives. That's why this revolution's happening. We just want to go home. So, save your bloodshed for the people that it matter for. And let us get by you here and just leave town and get out of your lives. That way, neither of us have to lose anything in this engagement. And you can still get what you want from the city. Eh? How does that sound? She seems to be, at first, to be not entirely uh, receptive to it. But then she finds something disarming of the fact that you're a knight of Avalon which makes you a noble uh, and you're using that nobility to keep the peace instead of lord it over people and she sheaths um, she puts her, closes her jacket sheaths the throwing knife that she has out and then uh, calls the guards off uh, she says 
stand down, and the guards part ways, making a clear path for you guys to go through. Um, you made a lasting impression on her with your uh, ability to probably take them out and deciding not to and choosing peace instead of violence. And she's impressed that there's at least one good person of an ability class out there in this world. Thank you for understanding. So they put their pitchforks down and they uh, part uh, the staircase and leave a opening, a small opening, only wide enough for one of you guys to go through at a time. Uh, down the middle between all three of them to go downstairs through at the burning building. Um, it is open for you guys to walk through. I would like to go in the middle. Like, I don't want to be the first person out, but I don't want to be the last person out. That's a smart choice. Yeah, I'll be behind Q just to watch her back. Arthur's going to lead the way, I guess. <laughs> Giuseppo sheaths his sword and uh, goes right behind uh, all four of you guys, all three of you guys, and he's in fourth. The people you were just about to assault and talked out of a fight rush up there, up the stairs behind you, ostensibly to go find more uh, nobles to kick the crap out of. The building is still on fire, of course, and you guys have little trouble trying to get through, uh, trying to get through the uh, the staircase even as the wood's coming down and even as some of the uh, the walls seem to be getting rather hot. When you get to the first floor, a piece of the wall falls out from the lobby. You can see the empty desk of the man from earlier, clearly abandoned from the fire, and right behind that desk, where the wall collapsed, you can see a, a room that was not visible earlier. It looks like a secret room, although it's very much on fire. If anyone would like to go in, it's going to be a serious risk and require a lot of raises, although there is a reward in there for anyone who would like to try and attempt, like to try and attempt, Jesus, Brennan, who would like to attempt to uh, enter the room. How, in-universe, in how do we know that it, that there is a, a reward in there? Like, uh, what's the motivation? Uh, there's a locked chest in there. Well, there's a chest that looks like it's, uh, I would say like a lockbox, but... That'd be more of a modern type thing. It just looks like a, almost like a right. sort of bank vault, I would say. And inside is a, is a chest that looks very locked. <laughs> gotcha. You guys can also decide against the morality of looting the nobles. <laughs> it's, it's, not uh, so, it's not so much a noble thing. It's a not wanting to burn alive thing. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you get... I mean, temporary risk, high reward, you'll definitely probably get a critical, what's it called, dramatic wound from it, but I don't know, you heal from that eventually, you'll have this forever, assuming it's How something How exactly good. does healing from dramatic wounds work? Um, we are getting to that <coughs> later. Okay. <laughs> but there is a way to heal from dramatic wounds, that's the good news. Gotcha. Uh, you guys, is anybody going to attempt to go into the flaming room, or are we going to attempt to just run outside and escape? Uh, nah. Uh, Sinead's not very materialistic, so... Uh, I think the things I need to be good at are not things that I'm good at for that. <laughs> yeah, what would that take? What would that roll? Um, it's going to take at least four raises to not receive any damage, but it's also going to take uh, a fifth raise to actually grab anything from the room. Right, but what what would you be rolling? Uh, oh, to do that? oh, I see what you If you're said. allowed to tell me. <laughs> uh, that would be resolve plus... Uh, Athletics? Is it, is it athletics in this game? Hold up. Yeah. Check. Yeah. yeah. Resolve plus mm -hmm. athletics. Yeah, it's going to be a no for me. <laughs> I could roll pretty high on that, but it's not really in my character to do so, so I won't. 
All right. So I guess no one will ever find out what is in that box. Someone DM me on, <laughs> on something to Hopefully find out. Hopefully it's not important. <laughs> I'm not going to risk my life over just kind of, you know, like statistically it's very unlikely for me to get enough raises. Gotcha. All right. So you guys head out into the streets. As you guys are noticing the uh, the city guards trying to combat the uh, the city guards trying to combat the revolutionaries, you're noticing that revolutionaries seem to have some pretty fantastic uh, items. They've got weaponry. They have a number of things that peasants wouldn't normally have. In fact, your average peasant would never be, even be able to afford a cheap sword. You know, that's steel. That's definitely uh, some expensive thing to have when you can't afford bread to eat every day. And yet, a lot of them have decent swords and weaponry. Some of them even have uh, a shield or something. Uh, if you look closely, if anybody here would like me to would like to look closely at it, if you could roll wits plus notice, you might be able to notice something interesting about it. Um. Yeah, I can. I can roll that. I'm. I'm interested in look like studying the peasant class because that's kind of what I am. I'm just <laughs> curious. I'll go too. Awesome. So, so do we only roll an extra dice if we have a dramatic wound, or is it any wound? It's a dramatic wound. Okay. Gotcha. You said wits plus notice. Yes. Okay. The 7C version of a perception check. Okay. I have... Oh, do you want to say raises? Absolutely. So... If you get a zero, you're gonna completely misinterpret it and be have to your character will have to follow that false information. If you can give me a one, you can't tell anything. Give me at least a two, you can absolutely tell where the weapon stuff came from, why it's important. If you can give me at least a three, uh, you'll be able to have Giuseppo explain something to you guys. Okay, I rolled two raises, but I'm gonna use a a, a banked raise. To, to add to that, because um, I have four extra raises, so might as well use them. All I right. have two raises and no banks. <laughs> All right, so um, you're going to be able to contribute something, so I'll just say you guys got full points on that one. Well done. So you can notice that the craftsmanship of all of these weapons is that of Southern Vodachi. Uh, and the Isles with a merchant prince the merchant princes reign supreme and compete for power. Uh, it looks as though they were shipped over and were purposely given to the revolutionaries in this sort of coup. Giuseppo leans in closer to one he finds on the ground. He picks it up, and it's a Fodachin sword, and he says, it looks like somebody from my country has sponsored this revolution. This is probably the first step in a plan. As the city burns and rages on, Giuseppo, his face sort of falls as he's realizing the world is going to be continuously thrown into unrest as everyone gets uh, wrapped up into the business of these merchant princes competing for power. They are currently funding the French Revolution. <laughs> Montaigne, the most powerful country of Anthea, is now uh, being toppled by its own people. All of the will of Vodachin uh, steel. Who knows how many will end up dead because of this. It's going to be a huge mess. And you guys are in the middle of it. Sponsoring the war? Do you think you know who it might be? He, so he looks at, at you guys and he says, Well, I don't know. It's got to be the other, it's got to be the doge, the other, 
the other one, the guy who thinks he's my father. If uh, if he's trying to take over all of Ordachi, maybe he was worried that the Montaigne nobles wouldn't like the uh, wouldn't like the shift of power because they have so much money tied up in the, our country. And if he can topple the nobles' ability to rule Montaigne, then they won't have too much to say about his own coup in his own country. And none of the nobility's allies would really would really have much to say about it. And it's a perfect plan, really. And honestly, I mean, that's what I would do. He almost has like a, a face of admiration at this plan. Um, despite the all the people are going to end up dying from this violent uprising, he looks as though um, he's sort of impressed by it. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, but I don't feel the need to get in involved in any, uh, you know, international conflicts with a country that isn't mine, so... Uh, I'll leave this one to you, Fair Giuseppo. He, so he actually, uh, he says, wait a minute. Do you think this is going to stop here? I mean, if the, if the richest country and all of Thea is going to go into a civil war, it's going to affect the whole place. Who knows what could happen? You think Avalon's not going to be, is going to be spared any sort of conflict? You guys got to get me home if you want to stop this kind of thing from happening everywhere. Do I think Avalon is going to be affected by your civil war? Uh, economically, maybe, uh, militarily, don't really see how it could affect us. Unless one of your usurpers decides to come marching over to Avalon and cross the coast, but I think that you would find that a bit more difficult than it sounds on paper. Or the people of Avalon see the revolution happening elsewhere and perhaps they try a revolt or someone sees the instability in the continent and uses it as an excuse to take reign seems a little bit far-fetched, but in any case, this seems like a great argument for me to return to Avalon, which was my plan in the first place. He says, if you do that, then there'll be no peace on this continent for who knows how long. You guys gotta help get me home. Please. So it's our job to stop this war now that your friends from home started? I mean, not your job, your obligation. I'll, I promise your hands will be rewarded. I'm not going to make it on my own. I'm like, what? I'm like 20 years old. I don't have all you guys' skills. Anybody who's going to find me is going to sell me for... I mean, I am the son of the two richest people in the world. I mean, I, they're going to capture me or try to sell me off for a ransom, and, and maybe I even stop the war. I need you guys' help to get back safe. Please. So you want us to be your bodyguards, is what you're saying. He doesn't like the term <laughs> so he sort of looks at you Sinead and <clears throat> kind of like a feeling of like how you know thick skulled are you this is this this benefits all of you you know we don't need world war one to happen and but then he looks at um he looks at your weapons and he looks at how you're just sort of built like a fighter and a sailor and everything he needs right now and he says uh, yes and I'm sorry this had to fall to you, but maybe before you all lost your memories, you all had a reason to protect me earlier, and maybe we can help find that out if you guys help me. I promise you that if, if we make it back to Vodachi, all three of you will be rewarded with whatever you want. I'm not a soldier of fortune. I won't take money to protect you. I'm also struggling because my entire family is here and possibly dead or dying and thinks I'm dead, although, you know, maybe word will spread. So he, so he says, I suppose you guys don't have to protect me, but wherever you guys go from here, when the war breaks out, it may so, uh, 
affect all of you in the ways you wouldn't like. For example, Q. You will have nobody to come home to if uh, this revolution still persists. With the funding and the weapons provided by my home country, your country will not stand more than a couple weeks. Maybe more than a couple days. Avalon, there could be a revolution on the horizon. Uh, your precious queen may not have long left to live and this, if the uh, people of Avalon see the power that the peasants have over here. And I guess Inishmore doesn't have too much of a stake in this unless we all go to war, but uh, come on. How about a good fight? <laughs> come on, let's go to war. Ah, come on. You know you are. I love that that's the like, end of the pitch. Like, come on, it's a war. What do you guys mean? Like, if I just got a bowl of war for the table, would you want some? <laughs> Oh, would, everybody, some war. would everybody have some? Like, I don't want to be the only one having it. Um, I, I say, uh, uh, all right. I, I guess I got nothing else going on for me. Why not? Oh, Sinead, really? Are you going? And then Q, he says, I, I noticed what you did in the, in the arena of foreshadows. Don't you have the ability to, just pop back to see your family at any point, anyway? I mean, I can go see my family at any point. Getting back to you is the difficult part. I'm actually trying to figure out why I'm not going to just go there right now. Um, except for the fact they all think I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty good reason to go see your family, all things considered. Um, well, he says, okay, we'll see your family and I'll tell you exactly where I will be if you wish to come back. And please... Please, I'm begging you to come back to help us out. I just say, okay, you know what? Just give me a second. And Q starts, you know, doing that thing where they're cutting specific lines on the palm of their hand and kind of reaches into a void and pulls out a very ornate dagger. Um, and on the blade near the hilt, there is a mark that looks like a very scripty kind of cue in a very faded, dark purple, dried blood kind of color. Giuseppo says, uh, "No, what is that? And how? I, what? I'm so confused. What's going on?" Okay, so this is wild. I, just watch. <laughs> well, that was the wild part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, essentially in my house we have several or you know specific items that are individual to us and this is mine I've marked it so now that I've taken it ideally they should know that I'm alive and if they're in trouble that they can come to me he says alright so one. He's like, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. Now I have this dope fucking dagger. <laughs> um, he goes, two. Uh, so you're going to come with us? Uh, luckily for you, I am kind of... I mean, I know all of society is falling apart, but I am sort of honor-bound to explore the world and root out evil, unfortunately, so... <laughs> And I'll help you. Josefa <laughs> uh, looks at Arthur and says, "All right, the last one, you can leave. 
Arthur frowns and crosses his arms. He has to think about this for a second. So, and this is what's going on inside of his head. So he's not really supposed to be getting involved with like foreign wars and foreign civil wars. Like, and he really can't like fight as a mercenary or as like a soldier in a foreign army. So this is what he says. He like frowns. I will go with you, Giuseppo, but I cannot fight for you. And as much as I know she's going to hate it, I'm only going to protect my countrywoman, Sinead, since she is technically my responsibility as a minor. So I will go with you as long as she's in the party, but we'll go no further. What, so you think you own me now? I don't own you. You think I can't protect myself? (laughs) This is definitely- I don't need you. I'm not saying you need me, but I'm saying you're my responsibility since I'm an officer of your homeland and you're a minor and you don't have parents. That's shit. That's utter shit. I told you she wouldn't like it. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Wednesday. I hope you are all doing good. I'm doing good. Um, But yeah, let's just get into the announcements. Let's get them over with uh, pretty quick because we're doing this weekly now and we don't need to spend as much time on it. (laughs) Um, First of all, shout out to Will Savino for providing the music for this episode, link to his Patreon, and the names of the songs will be in the description. Um, nothing else new this week. Just uh, follow us on our socials uh, at Twitter, uh, at Twitter, uh, <laughs> at Guildfellows on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, we are currently in the process of making a website, so uh, stay tuned for that. If you want to check that out, be sure to be following us on all of our socials so you can see that when it's done. Um, yeah, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you are liking the podcast and want us to grow because we want to grow, um, and be seen by more people like you. Uh, so the next week's episode will be up on the 11th, that is next Wednesday, keeping to the schedule. Uh, yeah, I love you guys all so much. We love you here and I will see you next time. Bye. Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcast, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, the uh, As you guys bicker in the streets a group of a dozen or so revolutionaries see Q uh, with, uh, with all of you and very clearly associate the four of you together. A merchant prince, a French noble, a knight of Avalon, and, well, Sinead. <laughs> a child. <laughs> a child. child. A swearing, angry... There's only one thing worse than a noble. <laughs> a child. <laughs>
uh, they draw their <laughs> they draw their swords and charge at uh, and charge at uh, the four of you. Um, you guys can fight them. You will probably lose because there's over three times as many of them as there are of you. <laughs> um, uh, in the background, the houses of nobles are lit on fire and burnt to the ground as uh, blood runs in the streets. What do you guys do? Uh, I'd like to run away from this. Yeah. Yeah, Sinead likes to pick fights, but she she knows when she's when she's fighting a losing battle. <laughs> also, in the Let's process of running, run away. I would like to. Uh, I assume Q's wearing like an undershirt under their clothes. Um, like take rip off the overshirt so I look less fancy. That's that's a smart thing to do. Um, you guys have the option of going further deeper into the city. Maybe you can find something to ride out there, steal a horse or two. You guys can escape straight into the countryside. Montaigne is famous for its hundreds of miles of flat green countryside for farmland. You guys can go to the docks and try and rig up a boat. Which one do you guys uh, want to do? I'm thinking docks. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, probably. I'd rather oh, not stay in the city. I zoned out for a second. <laughs> yeah, countryside. Go, go into the inner town. city. And uh, so you can go into the town and try and Grand Theft Auto or something. You can go into the countryside and just go it on foot <laughs> into the quiet countryside of Montaigne. Or you can go to the docks and try and grab a boat. Yeah, Sinead's going to go to the boat. That's what Sinead would do, yes. <laughs> Arthur would have preferred the countryside, but since Sinead's going to the docks and that's who he's staked his entire presence on, he's going to follow her to the docks. <laughs> I, I love this, this development so much. so much. I love this so much. <laughs> dynamic. Uh, so you guys make your way down to the docks. This city is erupting further and further into flames. Sinead, if you notice your old friend from the knife shop burst out of it, just like holding all these fancy weapons and run out to the streets punch through a window and climb in down into the in the fancy area. He looks like he's having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of um, laughs to herself. You also notice that the really long sign on the shop from earlier is on fire and it collapses. Uh, and then <laughs> beneath it is another sign that says <laughs> Knives for Revolutionaries. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Secret sign. Yeah, very, very, uh, very good sneak abilities. You guys go down to the docks. Now, it's not a great time to pick a ship. There's nobles trying to flee as revolutionaries are trying to capture them. The whole thing is in chaos. Some of the oil from Antar from the lanterns all around the city has spilled onto the water and is now on fire on the water. And a lot of the ships have been destroyed as part of the uprising. Um, it looks like there are three ships available that aren't on fire. <laughs> There's a very small one that's going to be very easy to get off. You'll run the lowest risk of having to deal with uh, an angry mob. There's a medium-sized one that is going to take a lot longer to get off, but of course will have more supplies. And there's a large one, which will take a very long time to get off, but you guys are going to be living like kings until you get to your next destination. <laughs> what is the plan? How small is the small one? It's, it's, is it like a dinghy? It's literally a dinghy. It's, I, it's the same one you guys rode in, rode in on. This is like... 
<laughs> We're talking like I'd like to try a little bit better. Level that one ship has ship. not let us down, and it had alcohol. <laughs> I swear that that ship will bring us to safety. It fits four people. <laughs> it fits like three people. You guys only fit four because Sinead's three feet tall. Um, She's five two. Thank you very much. I was gonna say three foot fifteen year old is like way underdeveloped. Like oh my god. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I'd say we go for the middle boat. Let's go for the medium one. All right, so All right. Uh, you guys make your way to the medium-sized boat. Now you're going to have to get it off the shore before somebody burns it uh, burns it down to a crisp. Here's the fun part. You guys are going to have to work as a team. We're going to come around with the uh, community sailing rules again because I think these are so fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> See how quickly you can get it ready to sail. I don't know. I've never actually sailed a clipper ship. It's kind of shocking because most people assume I have, but they haven't. Um <laughs> I have never once assumed that about you. You live in Oklahoma. Really? How would you? <laughs> that's that's totally. I think that was the joke, Rob. I think that was the joke. <laughs> Sarcasm anyway. is fun. <laughs> so I don't know how long this would actually take to rig up a ship's rigging, but we're gonna say it's exactly how long it needs to be <laughs> for this plot. Um, okay. So it's going to be a collective resolve plus sailing rolls uh, for all three of you. And I will roll for Giuseppe, of course. As soon as I... Hell yeah! Uh, so hope you guys are really good at sailing. Oof. Uh, I am. No, sailing plus around. what? I'm and sorry. Resolve. She's it's, not uh, looking great. It's, it's, uh, it's resolve plus sailing. This You guys are rigging this thing for your lives. You are... Um, you guys are literally throwing these, these ropes all around the ship in a desperate plea to hopefully survive. Um, there's an angry mob running towards you guys, and it looks like if uh, you guys are going to be able to do this, it's going to have to take under 20 minutes uh, until they get there on foot. You got, if you get a zero, it's, they're going to burn the ship down, and all of you guys are going to take two dramatic wounds apiece because you're in a flaming ship. Um, you can give me a one. They burn the ship down. You guys all take take one dramatic wound. A two, they burn the ship down. You guys don't take any runes. For some reason, you guys are able to uh, move quickly enough this time. You can jump off of the ship before uh, it goes up in the flames. A three is going to save the ship uh, some serious damage, although it will start with three dramatic runes. Let's see, one, two, three. <laughs> Sorry. Did I just say two or three? Sorry, I lost it. You just said three. I knew that. I knew yeah, that. Yeah, you just said three. <laughs> Four is going to be... Two dramatic runes, five collective is going to be one. You guys can give me six collectively. They will. The ship is going to be fine. You guys are going to stay off to the sunset, but it's going to be in such haste that it's going to be slow going. Give me at least seven runes together. Sorry, seven races together. You guys are going to sail off at a decent pace. You give me an eight. Uh, Sinead goes like total Inishmore sailor pirate beast mode and <laughs> rigs the hell out of this ship she's like just a blur uh the whole thing is rigged up it gets out of there with plenty of time and you guys will not have to make any more rolls to escape or to navigate your way through the burning water and of course you can bank everything else and you guys will want to bank them because there's more dangerous rolls to come i got five raises on my own Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I got I mean, one I had raise. seven dice to roll, and I got an exploding ten, so that's five raises for me. That makes sense. I rolled five dice and got one raise. Excellent. <laughs> oh, All yikes. Right, so we are at six out of eight. 
someone's I really f- carrying the weight over here and it's hurting <laughs> yeah, me back I, a little bit <laughs> <laughs> you're young you can handle it <laughs> uh yeah just use some stretches you'll be fine i got three raises so don't feel too good about yourself only beating me by two you know all right the old, the old man knows how to say a little bit Sinead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Sinead, you can bank your fifth raise if you would like uh sure so you guys make it off with plenty of with plenty of time and you guys don't have to navigate throughout the burning water for some reason Sinead just she just does it she gets behind the wheel the the wind is in her hair and her bandana how how does this feel what's this look like to you Sinead as you're sailing away oh from god. a burning city oh my god this is that meme of the girl um the the meme of the girl the little girl in front of the burning the fire house. <laughs> yeah with the burning she's house just behind got, her like, a fucking huge smile on her face just she's loving this um She's Sinead. literally a pirate, so like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, we need some custom pirate music to go behind this. It'd be super awesome. I will. I'll pay for it myself. Um, Where the Sinead. fuck are those Dropkick Murphys? Oh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I love Dropkick Murphys. I really like all punk music, but Celtic punk is one of my favorite subgenres. <laughs> I could a, have a podcast a- just. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's cool. I was gonna say there's a band called Alestorm which makes pirate metal. I That's actually awesome. hate pirate metal, but we don't have to talk about this. <laughs> I am so confused. That goes against everything that I understand about what you think is cool. But I, I, I respect that. I think pirate metal's great, and I want to talk to you about why you disagree because I think I can convince <laughs> you. <laughs> there's been a rivalry between punk and metal for a long time. It's because <clears throat> punk is really cool and metal's not. Is the basis <laughs> of it. Anyway, <laughs> that seems pretty judgmental to me, but you know what do I know? Um, <laughs> Sinead saves uh, saves the crew with her excellent sailing skills, making the, her way with the crew out of the burning port, uh, out of Montaigne. It looks like you guys are back on the ocean again. Nobody knows what <laughs> the, what the future holds. Behind you, you can hear cannon fire as. Uh, the revolutionaries have gotten a hold of the cannons to try and shoot the ships that are escaping uh, with nobles in them. Plenty of beautiful ships uh, with giant sails. The blue of Montaigne's flag are finding their way to the bottom of the ocean as ship after ship sinks. But Sinead steers you guys all away from the cannon fire and into the ocean. You guys are once again out on your own. Where are you guys going this time? <laughs> okay, so let me look at this map. Where, where are we currently? And we are on the south part of Montaigne, okay. and we need to get to Vodace. Right. So I have direction sense. So um, came in handy last time. Yeah. So I will know how to go south. Yeah. Okay. And. I assume we're heading for Vodachi, but, like, we'll probably need to make stops at some point, right? Yeah, you guys do not have the supplies on the ship to sail around the world. (laughs) Right. We're in Vergogne, right? Vergogne. Vergogne. Yep. Vergogne. Yeah. How far can we get? Like, how far can we get, basically, is my question. You guys are going to have to rummage around to see what you can find. 
There we guys, so Sinead is sailing the ship. Giuseppo is currently looking pensively out over the <laughs> over the seas. So it's between Q and Arthur to rummage for supplies. You guys go do that. Um, Sh- Sinead's gonna yell out to to the two of them. Oi, how about you you both look for some supplies? Wow, um, her a ship. She gets so bossy. Okay, Q, below deck we go. We I'm the one that can sail the ship. You might need to listen to me. Oi, with a crew of three to help you, I wouldn't get too high and mighty about yourself, Captain. You want to take the spot, Mr. Avalon? Nah, that's fine. You sent me to look for booze anyway. Would you like me to bring you some cheese and crackers when I come back? Uh, while this is all going down, Q's just staring, watching their homeland burn, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Q, I'm oh, gonna no. go back to you. If you want to take a minute, we can we can have your interior monologue in a second. And we can just have Rob rubbish. Yeah, let's do that. I'm so smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic effect. So Rob, oh sorry, Arthur, you're gonna make your way down into <laughs> the basement. Please tell me you're not just looking for booze. No, no, he's actually responsible this time. He's gonna he's gonna take stock of all the food and the water and the rum because there's definitely gonna be rum that we have and figure out how to ration it for the next like however many months it's gonna take us to sell around the like I don't know I guess continent to get to the other side of Vodachi. I'm assuming Vodachi like that where we're going is like where Venice is, right? So it's on like the western coast of Italy. Yes, in fact, okay. I've based like all of this off of Venice. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. Makes Literally, sense. yeah. We have to the go all of the way around. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't read that in so long, but yeah, it's like we have to go all the way around the other side of you know, like the peninsula of Italy. So, yeah, yes. he's gonna take stock. That's all I'm saying. All right, so it's gonna be wits plus notice. Um, you get. I think you rolled a notice earlier, so you don't get the bonus die, but. It's not the most difficult thing in the world. <laughs> uh, I love that my wound still gives me an advantage to finding things. <laughs> Just because I get <laughs> yeah. extra detail. It's a great... John Wick thought of everything, didn't he? Um, yeah. So this is going to be... If you give me a zero, you can find nothing. You give me a one, you find booze, but you drink it all and you pass out. If you give me at least a two, you can find uh, all those, You can find all the food you need. And give me at least a three. You can find all the water as well as all the food you need. Okay. I'm going crazy today with rolls. I don't think I've ever rolled this, like, excellent in my life. Damn it. Um, I was really hoping you'd roll a one. Continue. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't I don't know. It's just, like, I, I've, I've gotten, like, a couple tens today. It's been pretty nice. In fact, every time I've rolled today, I've gotten a ten. And I'm not just, like, fudging the numbers. Like, that's true. I don't know what's happening, but... So I got more than one. I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> I also have two banks, so uh, I'm a, I, I got three. I'll keep the two in the bank. Right, you find everything you need. Uh, you find crates upon crates full of food. It looks like you're going to have enough, by your expert knowledge, to get all the way down to the southern port of uh, Castile. Specifically, it looks like you can make it to probably San uh, Teodoro. If you really, really, really want to stretch it, you can try and get to San Felipe, but that's going to be it's going to be a little bit rougher. Okay, so like the, the, the we can get it pretty south of Castile, basically. Yes. Yeah, like, we're on the southwest side. Okay. Now it's not going to be quick. It's going to take a long time, but you guys won't have to dock anymore and deal with the various uprisings that are 
going on that Fodachi's draining their bank to <laughs> to fund. Um, but you do have the supplies to get all the way there without touching ground. We are now moving to Q. You are watching your homeland completely get obliterated. Uh, what's going on here? Um, some wistful leaning. Um, wishing they had a pipe on them because could really use smoke, probably. Uh, I think they're just thinking about everything that's led up to this. Like, in a way, they can't really fault what has happened. Um, like, they're not, you know, blissfully unaware of the societal inequalities of Montaigne, um, but very much not caring because it didn't affect them personally or anyone they knew. And now they're just worried about um, their loved ones, if people are alive, if they got the message. Also, like, annoyed, thinking, like, ah, shit, well, if I knew this was going to happen, I I would have just pretended to stay dead. <laughs> but, like, there have been uprisings before in the history, but um, it this feels different, um, especially trying to figure out why exactly Vodachi is funding this and, like, the ramifications of that trying to piece together where all of these countries are going to side, um, if they're going to kill all the nobles, if what government comes from these ashes, what it means for their place in the world that happens. And just every time they kind of go off on these tangents, thinking about the greater societal implications, they keep like imagining their sister or like Adelaide or like their close friends and their family and just wondering if, you know, the people who worked with them their whole lives or worked for them are going to murder them, just trying to figure out all of these things are sort of swirling around and staring between the burning city and the open, clear sky above and just kind of thinking about, you know, it's weird because the fires look so warm and beautiful and they're so far away and the night feels so cold. In the cold night, as you start to wonder whether uh, you were better off dead, <laughs> ostensibly, there's a, a sort of warmth that you can feel about you, and you notice that some of the water by the boat has spouted up, is now gently touching your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it falls away back into water again. Sinead, you are gripping the steering wheel rather tight uh, as you're trying to steer the ship out of the harbor. You start to notice that there is a strong pain in your hand where that black spot was. Hmm. It's um, as you, because you're holding the, the wheel as you are and you're working that hand, you can really start to feel it. And it's almost as if now that you are behind the wheel of a ship you're at the helm again it seems to be hurting much more do you look at it do you do anything with it or do you ignore it yeah i'm gonna look at it see if it looks it has it has grown a full inch in diameter oh god um (laughs) uh she like is it um hurting so bad that i need to do something about it or is it just like a dull pain 
It is just a dull pain. It will not affect that your uh, mechanical ability to steer, steer the ship, although it does hurt pretty bad. Bad enough to hurt, but not bad enough to affect your abilities. Um, okay, she's going to look at... What's Giuseppo doing? Giuseppo is... Whereas Q is looking out over the stern of the ship, Giuseppo is looking ahead off the bow. Uh, she's going to say, Oi, Giuseppo! He's like, Hey, what do you want? Uh, can you steer the ship for uh, for a few moments? Not doing anything super complicated right now, so uh, just just keep her steady. So he says, um, I thought that was your job. I mean, what are you for if you can't steer a ship? I need a break, all right? Can't be doing this 24-7. Okay, he's like, <laughs> you've been doing this for five minutes. Like, what's what's going on? Why don't you tell me, telling me here? Can you just do what I ask? Please. He looks a little bit concerned, but he um, he shrugs his shoulders. He comes over and he grabs the wheel, and he sails. And now I actually have to see how well he does. Give me one second. <laughs> oh no! Oh, Literally, Lord. he just needs to keep it straight. I told him, just no, like it's, it's, you don't need to do anything. Giuseppe <laughs> like is like totally unaware of how to sail, so he just keeps like fucking flicking that wheel as hard as he can. Like. No. <laughs> All right, let's and see if he goes. It's only gonna take a few minutes. It's only gonna be like a like a few minutes. So. Look how see. fast I can make this wheel spin. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. see. Now I'm just imagining that like uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon where he's like whistling on the boats in black and white, and he's like whistling, just like eating <laughs> that thing left and right. <laughs> Steamboat Willie, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he. <laughs> He got exactly one raise, so he's not going to sink you guys, but he's he's swerving and whirving. He is, oh, it's not um, going great. You guys are going to lose a little bit of time for this one. Wait, wait, also, wait, okay. So, so Arthur, like, comes out kind of like, you know, after seeing the, after counting all the supplies, and he's going to spend one raise to, like, run up to Giuseppe and, like, help him with the wheel as it, like, careens <laughs> hard to the left. What are you doing, you fucking nincompoop? Hold the wheel steady! <laughs> uh, Alright, so when you help somebody else, uh, it actually provides like a larger bonus if you use it for yourself. So he's back up to full raises, what he needed to roll, and he is good. So you guys don't lose any time. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm going to try to find like if there's like a metal pole on the ship that's like cool, like, uh, like temperature-wise, like I'm going to... Try to find something cold to put on my hand just to, like, try to dull the pain. Uh, the anchor is raised, of course. It's hanging on the side of the ship, and it's cold as ice. Cool. I'm going to do that. Put my hand on that. It soothes the pain, like, a little bit, but then um, almost the, the temperature makes it feel much better. The metal of the anchor seems to make it feel a bit worse, so it sort of cancels out. Having something cool on it was nice, but a metal anchor was uh it doesn't seem to help as much hmm. can i try to find something else or, or yeah, absolutely uh there's medicinal things and uh if there's like glass or something can i try like there are glass, like a bottle so there are there's some bottles of of uh chilled wine in the uh in the bowels of the ship if you want to try putting your hand on that uh arthur did you find any uh, bottles down there. Quite a few. What are you looking for exactly? Anything. Just like a, a bottle of wine. Whatever. 
Okay. Actually, I think there was one that was a bit on ice back there. I mean, on ice means it was partially drenched in water, but it's quite cool. I'll bring it up. Perfect. So, Arthur, you give Sinead the bottle without seeming to question what she needs it for. Uh, Sinead? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so so he, like, gives it to her. He's like, are you about to start a drinking habit? (laughs) Don't be stupid. Give it here. Uh, Yeah, don't be stupid. I'm just going to hold it and look at it. What else would you do with a bottle? Um, Put my hand on it. Obviously treat my hand with it. It helps significantly. Arthur Arthur sees her, like, do this, right? Like, press the bottle up against her palm. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, mean, yeah, she's she's probably going to do it, like, as soon as she gets it, so yeah. Okay. Arthur, like, looks at his own palm and says, is yours hurting as well? Uh, yeah. So, all of you guys... Um, yours, all of your black marks are hurting a little bit more. However, Sinead by far has it the worst. Ominous. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, as you guys steer into the night, have you guys decided where you're going? Arthur, you now know you have enough to get get to the south of Castile. You guys can stretch it and go further, or you guys can short it and go, um, go someplace uh, more near to where you guys are. What is the real country equivalent of Castile again? Spain. Spain. But Spain. Something yeah. important to remember, the Vatican is in Spain and not in Italy, just so you know. Okay, cool. Spain, where my character would have made sense to be from, except I love that blood magic. <laughs> <laughs> I assume San Teodoro. All right. So, Q, you want to tell, tell your crew where you're going? Yeah. Um... I think if we are heading to Vodachi, San Teodoro is our best option without uh, running thin on supplies. We'll have to restock, but we'll have enough to get us there, and some more, too, if we decide that we need to move on to a different port. Right. Seems guys, like a safe option. Um, you guys tell... You guys all work together to get the ship going in that direction. The sea... I take the wheel back from Giuseppo. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good call. You take the wheel back from <laughs> Giuseppo, and you notice that your hand does not hurt quite as bad, Sinead, although the dark mark on your hand has not shrunk at all from its enlarge- from its uh, larger size. It seems to be permanently larger on you alone for a reason that you do not know. Mm. You, sail, you sail the ship deeper in after you have cheated death and saved your companions, on to the wonderful land of Castile, where new dangers await. Uh, you're on the dangerous high seas that are controlled by nobody but the sea goddess, the pirates, and whoever has the backbone to make it upon the ocean. The stars are particularly bright. There are no clouds other than the giant plumes of smoke coming from the burning country, which shrinks further and further and further into the past. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.